All right, welcome back to the Crossover Cellist. I am your host, Louis Patzner, and today my guest is multi-instrumentalist, singer-songwriter, composer, and professional violinist, Ariel Wang. Hello. Yeah. And um, so, Ariel, uh, where are you from? That's a hard question. <laughs> well, answer a it lot, in a, any way you want. A lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly the Bay, but I've lived, yeah, I've lived other places as well. Right. Um, yeah, so different parts of the Bay Area you kind of grew up in mostly, right? Yeah. Um, and when did you start playing violin? When I was nine, um, yeah. And, um, you have, you have a band, mm-hmm. right, called Ariel Wing. Yes. And you have an album, right? Yes. Well, Actually, you have EP. Yeah, you have a couple EPs. Yes. And I'm proud to say that I recorded cello on the most recent EP called Cat Face. Which is really the best one. Sorry, I feel like I just said Cat Face. It's Cat Phase. F-A-Z-E. It was done on purpose to be confusing. And that was recorded at Shipwreck Studios, right? Yes. Back when there was a Shipwreck Studios, I'm really happy that, that Jonah Strauss now has... A new studio that he has basically built himself with a few friends. So he is back online. I'm really happy to to hear. Oh, yeah. So is that called Shipwreck Studios, too? I don't think so. Right. Something new. But you should definitely look up Jonah Jonah Strauss. He's done a lot of great work and recorded a lot of Bay Area bands. Yeah, Yeah, Shipwreck Studios was in a building in, um, I guess, West Oakland that burned down and it was next to the totally insane fractal mind gaze hut um and there were a lot of other artists living in that building it was so sad when um that fire happened yeah a couple of people in the building died right and it this was... was all pre ghost ship which yeah. is the the other big fire tragedy in our music community in here in Oakland yeah in the recent years yeah um and yeah, I just remember, like, we were one of the last uh, projects that recorded in that space. Yeah, I think it burned down, like, about a week after my mixes got sent off for mastering, so it was wow. it was down to the wire. Crazy. Um, and so, uh, you have a show coming up, right? I do. It's actually a show at... At my house, well, our house, um, this coming Sunday, August 26th. Actually, we have two shows. We have a show on Saturday that's at a place called The Well, which does um, amazing brunches and tea time and, um, you know, tea and coffee. And uh, and we're going to play my songs as well as some... Some classical duos, maybe some folk old time music, but then 
the big show is our house show on Sunday the 26th, and there's going to be a lot of bands playing. Um, a couple of my favorite female artists around here, Roxy Rawson um, is going to be playing, Chelsea Coleman, who um, is one of the people who runs this incredible program called You're Going to Die, um, which is a an event that is about death. Um, so Chelsea Coleman's going to be playing as well. <laughs> this is a really it's happy really fun. <laughs> podcast. Like You're going to die. It's really fun, you guys. has been great. Um, there is a band from L.A. coming called Sprain. Um, I believe they consider themselves uh, slowcore. Yeah, I checked um, them out, and it sort of reminds me of one of my favorite bands, which is Pedro the Lion. Yeah. And, you know, in their slow moments, and maybe kind of like that band Low. Um, yeah, it's a cool, I'm, I'm looking forward to them. It seems like a cool project. Yeah, and then I believe the the last project that's playing is this uh, is this project called uh, Eastern Westerner. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be a really fun time. Hit us up, um, either me or Lewis, uh, if you want to come. Since it's at our house, we're not publicly. <laughs> we're not gonna leave our address. address. Yeah, we're not gonna leave our address um, on the internet for forever. But send us an email. Uh, you can get to me at arielwangmusic.com, A-R-I-E-L-W-A-N-G, music at gmail.com, and lewispatzner at gmail.com. Yeah. Man, we're really in trouble if Google decides to just say, screw you to all of us. Well, yeah, let's not have any YouTube violations. Yeah. Um... Because, you guys, YouTube is owned by Google, and if you get banned from YouTube, you get banned from Google, too. Is this insider information that we got recently. Oh. Uh, So, yeah, what, that, um, Eastern Westerner, is that what they're called? Yes. And they're from Santa Clara, is that right? Um. This is, they're friends with the, um, the slowcore band that's coming. Yes, but I don't know as much about them. Yeah, I think they're from Santa Clara. Um, okay, well, fantastic. Um, so, you're a multi-instrumentalist, right? So, you play violin and you make, I would say, like the bulk of your living playing violin, right? Yes, and and teaching as pr- pretty much every every musician, I think, who wants to... Uh, to work predominantly in music has to do some some level of teaching. Yeah, right. Um, but your other instruments, you you play guitar, right? Yes, I play guitar and sing in my band. Um, I'm adequate at some other instruments. I can, you know, I can play a little piano and and a little banjo. And a little mandolin. I think it's you know anything in the in the string family. I can kind of I can make it work. But you know, just don't ask me to like, you know, play trumpet or anything else that involves blowing. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, there's a photo of you. I think on one of these event pages playing a mandolin or sorry a banjo with a bow. 
So oh. you're like one of the only bowed banjo players in the world. Yeah, and actually <laughs> what's really awesome is so this band, Sprain, that's coming from L.A., one of the reasons they hit me up is because they also bow banjos. And they got in touch with me partially to, um, you know, see to see if they can do a show out, out here, um, up here, but also because they want to nerd out on Sunday about banjo bowing technique. So if that's in your realm of interest at all, definitely come to the show because there will be some hardcore nerding out about about bowing banjos. I think you might be like one of the world's foremost experts on uh, bowed banjo playing. Yeah, considering that there must only be like five of us in the world. <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, so that's our show. The house show. You you have been organizing house shows for a long time, right? Yeah. It started at this um, this house I lived in uh, called Prince Street House. Um, we lived on Prince Street in, in Berkeley, and it was this musician house, um, which is where I actually got started playing and uh, where a lot of my old band members originated was from, from that house. It's where me and Lewis met. And yeah, I started putting on house shows over there, um, mostly at that point because I was really lazy and I never wanted to go out, so I thought it would be so much easier if I just brought the party <laughs> and the music to myself. And it was great because there was definitely at least a few nights where I was ready to go to bed at 2 a.m. and I got serenaded to sleep by a band of, like, 14 people squeezed into my room serenading me with Beatles songs. And I have to say that that's one of my favorite ex experiences. And if anybody wants to serenade me to sleep every night with, you know, with good tunes, just, you know, let me know. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, not everybody would want that. So, that bless your heart. <laughs> Well, okay, maybe I'm a little un unique in that. I'd be like, I'm trying to sleep. Get out of my room. <laughs> well, I personally loved it. And uh, and then I, I realized that when you go to a house show, it's a very different experience than if you're going to a club because you get this really intimate experience with whoever is making music Um and you get to talk to them afterwards, and it's just a much more intimate space. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, at a house show, everybody there is friends. And at, you know, a venue show, it's kind of like there's the band and the people that work there, and then there's the, the customers, you know? Yeah, it seems like there's fewer degrees of separation at a house show because I've been to and hosted many house shows where I definitely didn't know everyone who who showed up but by the end of the night you've probably gotten to at least say hi and chat you know with everyone and I've met some really great friends that way just from going to the same house show that I would not have probably met if we had gone to a show at a venue um, because we would just be so separated by yeah. um, by just the way the dynamic in a concert venue works. Yeah. Yeah, so we talked about the house shows at Prince Street, and then you ended up moving to, like, one of the other 
uh, cool musician houses in the area called Bryanville. Which, yeah. How, why is it called Bryanville? <laughs> so it's called Bryanville because when, at the very beginning um, inception of the house, it was occupied by four Bryans. And all spelled B R I A N. Yes, all spelled the same. And pretty much the entire time I was there, it was predominantly occupied by Bryans. I think the the lowest ratio of, of Bryans to non-Bryans was half and half. Right. Um, I, well, I remember, yeah, there were two Bryans there and you and Shannon. And then Shannon left and then another Brian moved in, a new Brian. Yeah. So, it's like a magnet for Bryans and it's just one of those things nobody can explain. Yeah, and yeah. it was also a great music. So my friend Brian Bauer um, and his girlfriend Callie, they uh, they moved up to Portland, and so they're living up in Portland now. But they have this great company called Shady Pines Media, and they do music videos, photography. Callie is an extraordinary photographer. She's so great. She took a lot of the photos that are currently up on my website. Um, and Brian is an amazing songwriter, band leader, and both of them, they just have a way about bringing community together. So unfortunately for us, they're doing that up in Portland now, but... You know, it's good to, to know that any time I happen to want to venture up there, that I will have familiar, loving faces yeah, to, absolutely. to go say hi to. Yeah, and Brian's band is called Chunk. And I think, basically, that's the name of his project since probably high school or something, right? I think right? he's or in middle school. Middle school, yeah. Since it's, he was a kid, yeah. it was like, his band is Chunk, and then uh, it's had a few different lineups depending on where he's living, but... One of those lineups ended up uh, having like a spinoff band, right? Yeah, so the the cat, Brian's cat's name is Django, and so this band, Django Moves to Portland, was formed around one of the members, uh, Hannah, um, who is also an incredible singer-songwriter. She is great. Um, and the band Django Moves to Portland is basically Chonk, but without Brian, and they play all of Hannah's music. Um, and are you in that band now? And I am in that band now. I play fiddle with um, with Django Moves to Portland. That's, um, that's cool. Yeah, the Ghost Fiddler, you might know him. He used to be in that band. He was in Chonk, but he's gone. And so they're like, well, who who would be the best fit? Ariel. Well, yeah, they're like, You guys oh, are homies, she's, too. Yeah, they're they're good friends. And I, and I just graduated so with my master's. So From it, where? From San Francisco State, they yeah. was my, in their music program. My dad has a master's from SF State in music as well. Yeah, and yeah, hey, come on, look how he turned out. Well, you He's know, doing great. There's, they have quite a list of alumni, and there are so uh -huh. many people who studied at SF State. I like to think of it as sort of the the hidden gem because if you're a string player, you get to study with members of the Alexander String Quartet, which is one of the you know, it's a it's a world renowned quartet. They tour all over the world, um, performing. You know, they're one of the the top quartets, yeah. and you get to as a string player study with them. But they also have incredible faculty um, 
like for example i found out recently one of their piano teachers uh victoria neve is um extremely well versed in extended piano techniques and Mm -hmm. she is well known for her work um with uh alternative piano techniques and playing that kind of music um so there's a lot of really world-renowned faculty there but because it's a state school and because sf conservatory is just down the street it's often overlooked but i like to think of it as you're getting a conservatory level instruction for public school price yeah totally you know what it's the best of of many worlds i mean i would not have been able to afford to go to graduate school if not for sf state right so i am forever grateful yeah Um, and like alexander quartet we're not just like tooting their horn because we know them like they're legit quartet i remember reading in gramophone magazine their cycle of beethoven quartets was recommended and then you know my friend ron the music historian he has the new cycle so i think they put out two yeah Beethoven cycles, and he really likes the new cycle, and this guy is a string quartet aficionado. Yeah, and they do a lot of really unique, like, for example, they're coming out with an album of Mahler songs. Oh, yeah. Um, song cycle, and uh, and the um, the music was arranged by the first violinist, uh, Zach Grafilo, for string quartet, and so they're we actually were extremely lucky enough to go to the world premiere of of the of um of this upcoming album um and the and the arrangements and we got to go to this this private showing because I was a student of of Zach's um and got to have this really intimate first listen to these arrangements um and Kendra is the the singer um, on the on yeah, the she's album, fantastic. and she's fantastic. So I think their you know their fundraising period is already over, but keep an eye out for for that that album. It's one of the it's definitely one of the albums I'm most excited to to get yeah, when it comes definitely. out, especially in the in the classical world. It's just it's it's fresh. It's new. Yeah. I hope that he makes those uh, parts available because I would love to play them. Someday. Oh yeah. Um, so okay, so your musical projects: Ariel Wang, the band. Yes. Django moves to Portland. Yes. Anything else that I'm missing? Sapphire Lung. Sapphire Lung, yeah. Oh. So... Kind of another chunk offshoot. Well. Not not so. I wouldn't not call the it same, a chunk. Not the same. Not the same. Offshoot. Um, so the the bass player in Sapphire Lung, um, Danny Robeson, she is um, she was the bass player for Chunk, uh, but this is something completely different. So this is a this is a free jazz group, but I like to think not the like when you think of like. I think a lot of people, when they think of free jazz, they just think of someone going on a stage and noodling and self-indulging for hours and hours and hours, Um, which I've seen plenty of acts like that. But that is not what we are. Um, I would say our music almost like it goes into the realm of grunge and metal and sludge. and But it also has 
these almost cinematic melodies and textures. So there's a real variety, um, but part of why at least I would consider it a free jazz group is there's a lot of leeway in what the musicians are um, are able to explore. And so every show sounds very different because at every show we're just trying to push the boundaries of what we've already done with the tunes that, that Danny has written. Um, so, yeah. Any, I, any shows coming up for those Two projects, come, like in the near future, Sapphire Lung or uh, Django Moves to Portland? Yes. So Django Moves to Portland um, actually has a show in Oakland on September 1st. Oh, cool. Um, and Sapphire Lung, they just, they just had a show. Um, and I don't think there are any shows coming up until... October 25th. Uh, that's a Thursday, and that's going to be at El Rio. Oh, El Rio in San Francisco is a great venue. Yeah. You guys gonna, you're going to get paid for that one. Yeah. El Rio does right. things right. They pay the musicians. Yeah. Um, cool. And I think it might, sometimes it's like free, right? I don't know. We don't know the details, but. Yeah. I'm, uh, that, that's the, the thing about ending school is my, my mind and, a lot of things have been on a little mini vacation, but I'm starting to a well deserved mini vacation, I would say. Yes, and I'm, <laughs> but I am. I will be getting back in the game. So, you know, I'm on the the Instagram, the Twitters, the Facebooks, all that, all that stuff. I don't understand Snapchat yet, so don't look for me there. Um, but somebody was in- telling me Instagram is like the most important these days. Oh, is it? Somebody today told me, like, oh, for musicians, oh, especially. It's and Instagram, so, huh? And then she, I showed her my Instagram page, and she's like, you have eight direct messages, or DMs, and I was like, "Oh, that you happened? mean BM? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and anyway, I don't really know what I'm doing on the social media. Um, yeah, but if you feel like following some... But else, I like to post pretty pictures of where I am. So even if it, you, I don't have any shows coming up, you'll have something nice to look at. Or, or I think cats. people prefer those, right, rather than just straight up promo. Yeah, and there's a lot of my cat. My cat's almost every other post or was for a while. She's great. So if you like cats, I remember posting like a few promo things in a row, and nobody cared. And then I posted one picture of Layla the cat, and the caption was just this is not a promotion it got more likes than any of my other posts oh yeah she's the she's the real winner of of everything <laughs> like she's, she's a real way, winner here Let's she's way more popular than either of us and well she's an amazing cat we have come to terms with that i will oh, say yeah. i mean she she's so tolerant of human interference yes she is the one cat that i know of who has never scratched anyone um, including an old roommate of mine that used to not believe that cats always landed on their feet, so took it upon himself to drop her from various heights, including some really scary ones, and she still treated him quite well. So, you know, maybe she's like the... It's, it's like dangerously tolerant. Yeah, you know, I worry about her, but she's smart. She... Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, okay, there's one other project that I feel like we should talk about. Yes. Are you thinking about Capo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Capo is this project that Lewis started, um, but I guess I'm one of the core members because I'm just always here. And, uh, well, you have, you have done every concert, you've been in it from the beginning, and we played some of your music at, at every concert. Yeah, and uh, we have a show coming up August 30th. I hope you guys are no, all writing this down. No, 31st. 31st. Oh, my bad. I'll, you Friday. Know, I'll put the shows in the um, the caption, you know, so people can reference it oh, yeah. easily. Oh, so, yeah. So no notes necessary, but if you want to re-listen no, to No, no. Put it in your calendars right now. <laughs> August 31st. St. Paul's Lutheran Church, uh, Capo Chamber Orchestra is going to play uh, a concert uh, featuring uh, Evan Price, who's a great jazz violinist. He was in Turtle Island String Quartet for for a while. Yeah, yeah. He was in Turtle Island. He plays in the Hot Club of San Francisco. I hope to get him on the podcast, because we need to promote that show. And so Capo also, it's uh, an acronym... It stands for the Composer, Arranger, Performer, Orchestra. And basically what it is, is, um, you know, we we kind of function more like a rock band, but we're a string orchestra where, you know, in a rock band you usually play music that's written by people in the band, right? Unless you're a cover band. And that's what we do, you know. Um, we're going to play... A new string, well, not a new string symphony, but the the string symphony that I wrote a couple of years ago. We're gonna give it a second performance. Um, we're gonna play a couple of your songs. Yes, which I have done um, string orchestra arrangements for. So I'll be on guitar and singing, but everything else will be done by the the string orchestra. Yeah, and then you're playing violin for the rest of the show. Yes. And uh, the music director of the church, Dirk Sepp, wrote a new piece that uh, is pretty trippy, and we have a new piece by Crystal Pascucci. Um, oh, that one's wonderful. Oh, oh, yeah. I was so, so impressed by... She's... I recently played a gig with Crystal, and she was telling me the concept of the piece... Um, and we were talking like nerds about, you know, intonation and what intonation is. And it's a fascinating piece that really, I mean, it's just beautiful all on its own, but what she has done with it to sort of explore what it is to, to play in tune and what that even means in the overtone series. It's just, it's a great, great piece of music. And I really look forward to premiering it. Yeah, totally. And she she kind of compared it to uh, the Charles Ives piece, The Unanswered Question, which is like a really creepy, slow piece. Um, yeah, so that's August 31st at 7.30. At? At St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Oakland. It's on Excelsior between Park Boulevard and Fruitvale Avenue. Um, anything else before we play this song? Um, no. Okay, so now we're going to play uh, a song. This is going to be a first for the Crossover Cellist Podcast. We're going to do a live version of uh, one of Ariel's songs. And we're just going to reset, so you might hear some like clicking and stuff like that. 
All right, so this song is called California. One, two, three, and. Mm -hmm. 